Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And welcome back to the Pit Football Show here on the Believe Network. Nick Hedrick, Zay Stewart, back at it again to break down the last two games for the Panthers. But before we do that, I got to know, Zay, how we doing? I'm loving the scarf look. Man, what's going on? New, 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 new. It's your boy Zay back in the building. And you know, we got some cool news and exciting news. I mean, let's just get this straight off the chest. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, Pit One. They beat Boston. They did the impossible. Well, not impossible, but, you know, they actually came out with the dub. And, you know, it put a smile on my face this past, you know, yesterday, actually. This past, this past Thursday, it put a smile on my it put a smile on my face. So, very proud of them. H2P always. So, how do you think about the game, bro? It was, uh, it was a big contrast from the uh, game against Syracuse, which we'll also talk about a bit on this one. The Syracuse game had me feeling very worried about this team going forward that was just a very deflating game a uh, game where there wasn't a ton to take away from in terms of positive feedback but uh damn that boston college game man it they really clicked i don't know if it was the new quarterback or what but something happened there where suddenly they were playing with a little more uh swagger i thought and it was a good win well yeah i think it's just because of senior night i think senior night just gives that little extra confidence to not only the seniors but like the whole team i feel like when i was like a freshman and i i was like attending like i was on the sideline for like the seniors i was just like yo this is their last time they're gonna play like you know what i'm saying so they're like they're hyping everybody up getting everyone hyped so i think i think the you know they had a level of confidence that they got from their seniors because it was senior night. So they got to put on a show and I don't think that they want to let their family down, you know, that they came for the senior night. So I think it was more so like all heart that game, everybody put in the work and man, it, it, I'm happy. Parlay's happy. You know, I, I... <laughs> yeah, you get, uh, you get your family out there on a cold, wet uh, Thursday night in Pittsburgh. Uh, you better not let them down. Those aren't the best conditions. It's football weather. Some might say though, but uh, to the fans, that's kind of miserable. <laughs> nah, I definitely feel that. Cause I know like families from Miami. Cause I have football friends on the football team that like from Miami. So their families flew down here to come to the senior night game. Like it's, it was they, they had to win, you know what I'm saying? Like they couldn't, they they didn't want to disappoint family. So mm-hmm. shout out to them for winning that game. It was definitely impressive. Absolutely. We'll go back, however, and relive some uh tragic moments from the uh, Syracuse uh, game in uh, mm-hmm. Yankee State. I have to do it. We're professionals. We have to talk about the good, bad, and ugly. But uh we'll we'll try mm-hmm. to rush through this one. I don't want you to have to talk about this too much. I care about you, you know. I can't have you talk about yeah. this loss for too long. Yeah, I know. It's, and the thing about it is they played in New York, the, the Yankee Stadium, which was pretty, like, pretty cool. I didn't get the chance to play there. But, you know, at the same time, like, you look at it, the Yankee Stadium, oh, man, I'm already knowing, like, it, the atmosphere was probably insane, you know, mm-hmm. from what I've seen. It was probably pretty cool. But, yeah, let's let's just try to get past this. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll speed run it. Uh, yeah, so this was <laughs> at Yankee Stadium. I read uh, this is the 100th anniversary of the first college football game they ever played there which was uh, pretty cool. But yeah, this one was a weird game. Uh, We didn't unfortunately get to upload last week's episode because of some audio issues. Uh, But in that one, we kind of talked about how there were some issues with uh, Schroeder or Schrader, excuse me, the uh, quarterback for Syracuse dealing with some shoulder injuries. We didn't really know what was going to happen with him. 
And so this game, <laughs> Syracuse throws nine combined passes between three people. They run out of the Wildcat a bunch. They do a bunch of trickery, as my father would call it. They were doing all kinds of things. They had three guys run for over 100 yards. Uh, just a really weird game offensively for them. And somehow, some way, they managed to beat Pitt in this game, even though Pitt took the lead into the half off of the Mumpfield touchdown, uh, yeah. which it, it kind of looked good because they looked like Veyer kind of got into a rhythm there. He threw some pretty good passes towards the, ends of the, uh, the end of the half. But then uh, just a really big second half for Syracuse. They forced two fumbles. Uh, one of those might have been the first half. Excuse me for not remembering that off the top of my head. Uh, a pick right. six that kind of really was a dagger, I thought. And they had Dan Valari, a high school quarterback converted into a tight end, just <laughs> running the ball down their throat, scoring a touchdown. Yeah. He was manning the ship, and somehow, some way, again, Pitt just wasn't able to stop him. Uh, Zay, what do you kind of think watching this game? I mean, that's a hard loss, and I know they're not bowl eligible at that point anymore, but I mean – how troublesome. And now we have we have hindsight looking back now. They did win the next game against Boston College, obviously. But, I mean, in that, moment, in that moment, I mean, how defeating is that loss? You knew what they were going to do with the ball, and you still couldn't stop them. I just, you know, dealing with a loss, it comes with a lot of feedback. And I think that that loss was probably the one of the most hurtful just because it took them out of bowl eligibility. And you hate to see that, honestly, because bowl games are honestly the best. Probably bowl games give players gifts. Like you feel like it's early Christmas. The bowl games is cool. Practicing in a different stadium is just bowl games are cool. So I feel like after the game, once that hit them, like, damn, we're not even going to be able to get eligibility for a bowl game. I think that that really hurt the players. But the game in general, you know, Syracuse, how many yards did they throw for? Do you, do you know the like five, right? It was like five they, yards. It was nine passes for a really weird amount of yardage. And I think the longest pass is like 12 yards, maybe. What? Yeah, don't quote me on that, but I, let me pull it up. <laughs> no, I just I haven't heard of a team not they had eight yards over. passing. <laughs> eight yards passing, 392 rushing. I didn't know the exact stats for Syracuse. So you telling me that they didn't even throw over 15 yards and they still won? Yeah, like I, I said, the they, had, backs, the they had 300-plus yard rushers in that game. They had 300 yard rushers. Oh, nah, nah. See, <laughs> if, if, I, if I'm Syracuse, if I'm a receiver on Syracuse, I'm, I'm, I'm mad. I'm, I'm upset. Why didn't I catch a pass? Like, what? Not that I catch a pass, but I don't even. You, they didn't even throw over 15 yards in that game. Or it's it's. I, I just it's embarrassing. I, it's not 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 for Pitt. Well, yeah, for Pitt, but it's more so the fact that it's 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 a tough situation. You know, having losses here and there. It's not the season that they wanted, and I'm still gonna rock with them. I mean, regardless, win or lose, but at the same time, I think Syracuse had their way offensively, and then that pick six at the end of the game, which put the needle in the coffin. It's it's 
it's something that next season and Pitt's just going to have to improve on just offensively and defensively. Like, where are they? They're probably just going to have to rebuild because that game was a, that game was a dagger to me for the mm-hmm. season. Because especially since they played in Yankee Stadium, like, oh, man, yo, God, we playing in Yankee Stadium? And then you just – you you don't let a team throw on you, but they rush <laughs> – three rushers have over 100 yards. If three running backs on my team had three a hundred yards rushing, like okay, the starter, then you got the backup, then you got the, the other backup. that's like, oh, let me get a hundred. I I would be hurt, bro. I would, <laughs> I would be hurt. <laughs> but then, the yeah, but you know, let's just we 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 can just forget about that. You know, the the pass is in the past for a reason. I feel like you know, that's why the Boston game. You know, the Boston. Boston game. We can talk about the Boston game. Let's fast forward a week. You, you sure you don't want to talk about that anymore? What else you got in mind? Uh, not much. Like I was just saying, uh, you know, any takeaways from you as a player? Like, how frustrating mm. would that be, knowing that Syracuse's starting quarterback has a shoulder injury? They're not going to throw the ball, and they just run it a bazillion times, and they just can't be stopped. You can't stop them. And Pitt's defense looked pretty solid in the first half. And again, it was just one of those cases where the game kind of gets away from them in the second half, like we've seen, uh, you know, against Notre Dame and some other recent opponents. But I mean, from your perspective, and I know you're an offensive player, but um, you know, how frustrating is that kind of standing there going, why can't we stop them? Especially in this case where, you know, they're going to run the ball. Honestly, as a receiver, as a receiver standpoint, I honestly think I, if I was a receiver on Syracuse, I would be upset. I So all the running backs get love, no loves to the receivers, you know, pass me the ball. I want some love. Every All the running backs getting some love. That's a, that's what I would say, honestly. I'd be I'd be like, dang, all the running backs getting love. Why can't I get no love? But at the, at the end of the day, you know, Syracuse did what they did have to win. You know, they, they exploited Pitt's defensive, you know, run game, which they – Pitt couldn't finish it. That Pitt couldn't stop them, you know, on on defense. And I think that it it made them vulnerable. Like, boom, we're gonna run and keep on running and run, run, and shoot, man. It it looked bad. It just I just haven't seen anything or even heard of, you know, three running backs rush over a hundred yards. That's <laughs> that's mind blowing, man. Like that just doesn't happen like often. So mm-hmm. just to have that. And then no passing game. Come on, Pitt. You know what to expect. They running. They running. Mm-hmm. Man. 300-yard rusher sounds like something from, like, a out in the sticks high school that has no passing. <laughs> they just got all those big country boys blocking for them, and they just keep running. Nah, yeah, no. Nah, it's, it's uncommon. It's like something out of, like, Madden, like, created player. Like, oh, yeah, you're going to get it 100. You're going to get 100. Some, you're some- going to get 100. Black and white footage from the 70s or 60s. <laughs> 70s isn't black and white footage, but the 60s, 50s, yeah. just running the ball. Yeah, there is I don't one. Know. Go ahead. My, I just don't know, like, you know, like, in terms of defensive schemes, as they they turned it on the Boston game completely, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I feel like they had that. That was their wake-up call. That Syracuse game for defense, that was their wake-up call because they completely shut them down you know, Boston, they they shut them down. They shut Boston down. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, that Syracuse game was a wake-up call for them for sure. And not even just the fact that they didn't 
you know, they lost, but you just got to give them credit for bouncing back the next week and getting that W, man. That's L's happen, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just that W is going to happen, and it happened with Boston. It sure did, and that's thanks in large part to Nate Yarnell, uh, who got subbed in towards the end of that Syracuse game after Vayer had a pretty rough outing. And, you know, he comes right out of the gate, throws a long bomb down to uh, Epps that went for 24 yards. They end up getting a big third down on that drive, and they get a field goal that ultimately uh, tied the game in that moment. And I really liked watching Yarnell play. I wasn't super familiar with what, you know, he was capable of in terms of recruitment and what they kind of expected from him when he started. But he had a rushing touchdown. He made some plays on his feet. He made some really gritty big throws, getting it done both ways. And it felt like Pitt had, as I said earlier, a little more swagger, more pep in their step to old man phrase it. Uh, you know, he they seemed <laughs> like they had a new chip on their shoulder. And they made some really good plays. And he was, in you know, the catalyst behind a lot of those plays. Yeah, quick thing about Nate Yarnell, man. He was my scout quarterback. Like, we played scout together through, I think, when I came in as a sophomore, like, the end of sophomore, he came in, like, the, the summer or something. I think I was, like, a junior. He was, like, a freshman. I don't know. But he came in, and he was my scout quarterback. And we was we was going crazy. I'm not going to lie. Like, we was going against, like, uh, Jason Pinnock. And I think I, I'm pretty sure uh, – D Ham was still there while he was, I think. I don't know if he was, but we were definitely killing defense, like the defensive team, like because you know, scout team versus the starting defense, like every every um practice, like every day. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> excuse me. Me and him would we we would our connection was pretty good. And I seen the leadership that he had, you know, leading the scout team defense against the you know the the scout team offense against the defense and he was he was really good so it's good seeing him you know taking that to the the real you know the real deal his first game and you know seeing him get the dub I was just like dang yo you was you was really you you really doing that man you're doing everything that you you said that you would so it's it's good that he's he he got that dub man that made me happy seeing that yeah absolutely excuse me we both got something it's in the area yeah. here in Pittsburgh. Something's bothering both of us. Um, <laughs> Not nah, and, and even even on top of that, like because Kenny Kenny was the starter. Kenny was always a starter. You never you never gonna scout, but it's Nick Patty, and then you got Eli. I can never say his last name right, but that's my dog. That's QB one, Eli, and then you had Jake, and then you had Nate Yarnell. So there was there was there was a lot. There was a there was a lot of really good quarterbacks, but it's good seeing Nate go crazy. Absolutely. Did you, in your experience with him, did you know like this is going to be the guy at some point, or? Um, that's a good question. I always thought after you know Kenny would be Nick. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I always thought it would be Nick Patty. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate Yarnell. I already knew he had it in him. I think he just had to find his way. Also, Davis, my boy Davis. I can't forget Davis. Davis was tough. Um, but Nate, Nate, he, man, he, he, I knew he was going to find his way because we always had game scrimmages and he was ready. But you know what I'm saying? He still needed that extra time, the extra experience. But I feel like with him doing this, and then I feel like he's going to have his way at Duke too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, I think that he, he, he slowly, you know what I'm saying? With more experience, of course, I think that he'll definitely find his way because. It's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. It's only a matter of time. We saw a lot of other skill players kind of step up 
as he started to do better too. But I think probably his best throw of the game, and maybe it's a cop-out because it was a big touchdown play, but he kind of looked off to the middle of the field and pump faked and then turned back to the right and zipped one down to Bub uh, Means, and he just took off for the touchdown. And that was an insane play. Uh, And it just looked like a really confident young quarterback there. I mean, looking off, pump faking, and it bit the cameraman, it bit some of the defenders, everybody (laughs) was kind of like, oh, what's he doing there? And then he just zipped one out to uh, Means, and they run in for the touchdown and gave him the lead, and they kind of never looked back from uh, that point. But, I mean, what? how important is it kind of from your perspective when, you know, you get a new quarterback in or the quarterback's playing well, how kind of contagious is that on the rest of the playmakers on the offense? With the receiver room this year, even last year, this year, the receiver room will never be the problem. I I agree 100%. I trust the receivers in that receiver room 100%. So if it's the problem, it has to be the QB because I trust every receiver in that receiver room. Everybody does their job. They're good. doesn't matter who you are. They, they do their job 100%. So when I seen that pass and then Bub, of course, you know, Bub has been having a great year, spectacular mm-hmm. year. You know what I'm saying? This is the year that he's been praying for. So he's been he's been doing really well, and it was just good to see him, you know, get open and have that contested catch. And he he definitely is is probably a reason, you know, why they've been doing very well this season above memes. You know, shout out my boy, that's my boy, him and Kanate. You know that whole receiving core. You know, shout them out. I always show love to receivers. I have to, bro. I have to. All of them. They <laughs> they they dogs. They some dogs. So shout out to Nate Yarnell giving them the ball. You know, they throwing and even. I want to talk about Rodney, man, my man Rod. But we'll get after after you know maybe me showing some love to the receivers, of course. <laughs> but you know Nate, Nate definitely you know because you have to look off the defense, so you have to look at your reads, how how the progression goes, and then you have to look at your first progression, second progression, and then he went back to the first and then looked at Bub. Man, it's it's perfect. You know, it was perfect how he read that. Shout out mm-hmm. to Nate, man. Shout out to Nate. Absolutely. And Pitt kind of just made some more big plays. Heyman had a good night. Uh, he had that big, long rush TD to seal the game. Uh, I think he had 145 yards, if my memory's being kind to me there. Um, a lot of it yeah. came on that play. You had some big interceptions, one with Boston College kind of driving towards the end, and then, of course, the one to seal it uh, possession or so later. Uh, so, I mean, Pitt kind of stepped up and made some big plays on defense when they needed to. Uh, kind of reminded me of my beloved Steelers. <laughs> Get those timely, <laughs> those not, timely turnovers. Yo, Steelers, we're not going to talk about the Steelers, but shout them out. That was a great W. I was there at that game, actually. I was oh, there. really? If yeah, there's one thing you can expect there. from this show, Zay's going to show his love to the receivers, and I'm going to find a way to compare Pitt to the Steelers in some way. Uh, glad yeah. we figured it out early in this one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Boston College had some really big chunk plays, some plays where it could have taken the wind out of Pitt's sails, and Pitt kind of found a way to answer, and that's not something they've done a lot regularly anyway uh, this year. And then just to see guys like Hammond and Means and others kind of making some big plays on offense, and it got the crowd involved. And as you said, I think it being senior day kind of lit more of a fire under them, and all in all, it was just a great win. Yeah, and I think Rodney Hammond put the needle in the coffin, the needle in the coffin, because that one, that last run, that the last touchdown that he had with the ooh, 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 he hit him with that juke, man. That's my, that is my dog, man. That's that's my. He's he's really tough. He averaged nine point seven yards that that game, that Boston game. 
when you're averaging over nine yards or even five yards, you're doing something right as a running back. So 15 carries, 145, and a tutty. Man, have a day. Have a day, Rod. <laughs> go ahead. Go crazy, bro. That's all you, man. So shout out to him. And then that, that W was big. Big W mm-hmm. for Pitt. So H2P, they did good. Absolutely. Not quite three guys running for over 100 yards. but uh, No. no, no <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I had to do it. That. I had to do I mean, it. I knew he was going. To, I knew he was going to do that. I knew he it. He saw me doing what? that scumbag smile, and he knew it was coming. I didn't. I didn't I mean to it. offend you. you know he saw what? it from a mile away, though. Yeah, but you going to tell me about some parlays? You going to tell me the parlays? This week? I, I I told you before. I'm not. I don't don't stick around for the parlay this episode. We'll be back in a couple <laughs> days with the preview of the Duke game. Maybe in that game I'll mm. give the parlay, but right now I'm not feeling it. You got to feel it in your heart. Mm. I'll show you. Got to feel it right here, and I'm not feeling it right there it. just yet. You so. got it in the heart. You got to feel it in there. I got you. I got you. So just let we'll me know. See. Let me know next episode, though. <laughs> oh, I will. I'll let everyone know. Uh, one main storyline coming into this season for the Boston College game that didn't end up really mattering was a. Uh, the Phil Dracovic storyline, the former uh, Boston College quarterback turned pit quarterback. Uh, obviously, mm. there's been a ton with him this year. And uh, unfortunately, I, I know people kind of had fun kind of dogging on him this year because things didn't work out right, uh, right as he came back to pit his hometown school. But uh, unfortunately, mm. that was just a storyline where I think four or five months ago, if you're like, yeah, Phil's not even going to be starting for that Boston college game. Someone would be like, well, what the hell happened? But uh, yeah, that was a storyline that uh, unfortunately just didn't come to be uh, for him Mm. this year. What a story that would have been, huh? Yeah. If he got to, you know, finish out his last college home game against his former school, that would have been something, but. And isn't the offensive Pitt's offensive coordinator, I think is from Boston too, Boston college. I think I'm pretty sure. He might be, I think. Someone on their yeah. staff has roots to them, I believe. I can't remember who exactly it is, but there's some roots connected to Boston College. But you know, if that that would have definitely been some crazy story to tell your kids. I'm not gonna lie, that would have been a pretty <laughs> cool story to tell your kids. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, we'll be talking about the upcoming Duke game, the season finale, since Pitt will not be bowl eligible this year. That's going to be a good basketball game in the ACC, too. Pitt and Duke, I think Ooh. Pitt's got some ballers this year on that basketball team. No, they're going crazy, and I'm going I'm going to actually go to one of these games, but probably most of them in March Madness. Ooh, can't wait till March Madness. They're definitely, that's, the, that, that's definitely going to be one to watch for sure. We'll uh we'll talk some Pitt basketball in the offseason for uh, football as well. Pitt, I love Pitt. They got some really yeah. fun guys. They got Will Jeffress, too, who's from Erie. I'm from Erie originally, so I got to shout him out. He's been playing some really stellar defense. And uh, mm. you're really stellar for listening to this, to everyone who's tuning in. And we're excited to uh, bring you a preview of the Duke game in just a few days here. But before that, Zay, any final thoughts about these last two games uh, here mm. between Boston College and Syracuse? Well, we could just forget about Syracuse. Like, I just don't want to talk about that. Syracuse I, I gave you the chance. I tried to be professional, but I knew that you weren't going to talk about that again. Uh, nah, we can, we can, you know, you can pass that. But <laughs> that Boston game, it's all about the W's, man. You live and you learn and you win and you earn and they earn that W. So, you know what I'm saying? I think that they, they going to bounce back for Duke and hopefully you get your par, par, <laughs> parlay ready for Duke. I'll try my best. 
I'll try my best. I'm going to go work on that right now so I can be here when you all need me in a couple of days. But anyway, that's Ace Stewart. <laughs> I'm Nick Hedrick. This has been the Pit Football Show here on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. Take care of yourselves. See you later, guys. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.